0: What up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast. I'm Justin Michael. It is Sunday, June 11th, late night. It has been a long weekend, but it has been a successful weekend for CSU football on the recruiting trail. The Rams picked up a pair of commitments out of California tonight. We're going to talk about that. Both players, definitely impressive athletes. Both had significant recruiting interests, so a nice win in that regard for the staff. I've been continually impressed with the efforts from the director of, of recruiting, Chad Savage. He also coaches wide receivers. Lucas Gathier, the director of player personnel, does a stellar job as well as as well as everybody else on the staff. It it takes a village to be able to do this type of stuff. But as I preached a million times, I think that this staff does a great job developing relationships. I think we're seeing those relationships pay off, particularly with some of these powerhouse programs on the West Coast. The fact that These CSU coaches are constantly on the road, in the building, having in-person interactions with these players, their families, their coaches. It goes a long way. And I just think that Jay deserves a lot of credit for recognizing the value of some of these coaches that maybe didn't have quite as much experience coaching individual positions or anything like that. But they're dynamite recruiters, and they bring a ton of value to the program in that way. James Finley, for instance, originally hired to coach running backs, now the tight ends coach. His purpose on the staff is to recruit. They hired him because of all the connections he has in California. That's not to say that he doesn't also have value on the field, that he can't help these guys in practice. But at the end of the day, he's here because he's a killer recruiter. And I love that. The staff needs that. They need what he brings to the table. Now a certain position's going to be a little bit different offensive line for instance you really need somebody who's technically sound quarterbacks you need somebody who really knows what they're doing but the benefit of having guys like Jay Norvell and Matt Mummy on the staff they're able to make up for a lot of that and what maybe some of these other coaches don't quite bring as positional coaches you know Mummy and Norvell are going to make up for there so it's not like they're lacking or anything like that as a program and then they reap the benefits of what these guys are able to do as recruiters. And again, I want to make it clear. I'm not trying to take shots at these coaches or anything like that. I've heard nothing but great things about James Finley. I've witnessed Chad Savage on the field. He does awesome work. I have nothing but respect for him. I think he's a rising star. My point was just that he wasn't hired because he had the same you know, positional coaching experience as somebody like Alvis Witted did before he came in. It was because Jay knew that Chad was going to absolutely murder it on the recruiting trail, and that's all he's done since he's come over from Nevada. Honestly, I hate to even put it into the universe because I think it would be a significant loss for the Rams, but I'd be pretty surprised if at some point in the near future, he wasn't on a Power 5 staff just because this guy kills it, and he kills it in some of the most talent-rich areas of the country. Just really doing a nice job, and I just wanted to make sure that I gave him some props before we dove into the players themselves. We're going to get into that here momentarily. Talk about quarterback Darius Curry and wide receiver Corey Hall. Really excited about the potential of both of these guys. But real quick, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Ray's offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Ray's with confidence because they're going to have your back long after you purchase. You can shop the entire collection at their brand new location in the Park Meadows Mall. It's a full stop shop for all things Shady Ray's. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. Again, no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now for years to come. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNBR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, if you're out on the links this summer, you're looking sharp in your shady rays, you're gonna wanna make sure you have a fire fit to go with it. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of All City and DNVR. We love our Pins and Aces gear, get tons of compliments on and off the course. They're a family-owned golf and apparel business based right here in Colorado. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve. It's an innovative product that allows you to keep seven beers right inside your golf bag, keep them cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code DNVR to get 15% off your first order. Also free shipping, that is pinsandaces.com. Finally, Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. They have some of the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's spring baseball seasons here. We've got sweet aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Probably gonna watch the Rockies lose, unfortunately, but hey, at least you're going to feel good because you know that you look good. FOCO has hooked it up with all kinds of set decorations for us over at DNVR. FOCO always has our back for Colorado Sports. They're gonna have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-pre for all non-presale items. Excuse me, use the promo code DNVR for 10% off your order. Cool, cool, cool. Let's just dive on into it, I suppose. On Friday afternoon, the Rams got a verbal from quarterback Darius Curry of Long Beach Poly. He visited during the weekend of June 2nd and 3rd, took some time to mull things over, ultimately elected to commit one week later. This is a guy who I think has significant potential at the D1 level. He blew up really early. I mean, his first D1 offer, although it's not committable, but his first offer was Arizona State in eighth grade. Since that moment, he's been offered by everyone from Colorado to Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Michigan State, Fresno State, and San Diego State have both offered him out of the Mountain West. So anytime that you can beat them out, that's always going to be a win for CSU, especially given the fact that those are two programs that have had significantly more on-field success over the last five, six, seven years, both Cali schools as well. So, you know, you worry about him potentially wanting to stay home. But in my opinion, Curry is a player, if he hadn't torn his ACL in September 2021, he's probably going to a P5. And I understand that that's how the process tends to work, especially with a knee injury. But for me, the fact that this kid was able to tear his ACL, or this young man, I don't want to be disrespectful, the fact that this young man was able to tear his ACL in September 21 and 11 months later was the week one starter for Cal Poly, that speaks to his work ethic. I don't want this to get taken the wrong way because I'm not trying to say that guys that take longer than a year to come back from a knee injury or longer than a year and a half even, it's, it's a wonky process and it's unique for everybody. I'm not saying that those guys are not doing the right things. Like you can do everything right and still just have the process drag out. What I do know though is that you can't come back from a knee in less than a year if you're not willing to work your tail off. It's just not possible. There's an awesome feature on Curry by John Davis in the Press-Telegram that it kind of goes through his mindset through this whole process, and it just explains how after tearing his ACL, he had the decision to either take it back or to grind, and within two days, he was already rehabbing. That takes an impressive work ethic at that age, and that also takes an impressive level of emotional maturity because it's not easy to go through something like this, especially for... You know, a high school guy who blows up early. He's getting P5 interest in middle school. To go from that to having your entire football career in jeopardy, potentially, you never know with a knee. That's a situation where you could very realistically see somebody, especially somebody younger than 18, kind of pity and and self-wallow and honestly make the situation worse, even if only temporary. Maybe they snap out of it. You never know. But for Curry to just hit the ground running with this process, that shows what type of young man he is. And honestly, if that knee injury impacted him, I can't see it. I can't see it at all from what I've watched on Huddle. His elusivity is for real. I mean, in his first game back, they beat Clovis 56 to 7. He went 23 of 30 for 358 and four tutties. On the year, according to max preps at least, and the stats, you kind of got to take them with a grain of salt. They're not always 100% correct, but in 11 games this past fall, he went 200 of 293, just under 70% for 3,007 yards, 38 touchdown passes, four interceptions. He also had 125 yards on the ground and five touchdowns. This dude's a baller. He's an absolute baller, and when you watch him on film, it's easy to see what the staff loves about him. He's got a gorgeous deep ball. And it's not just that he has a big arm, and he, he does have a huge arm. It's the touch. It's how he's able to hit some of these receivers in stride deep down the sideline, just drop it in a bucket. That's not something that most 16- or 17-year-olds can do consistently. They might have the arm strength, but the touch, I don't know. I like how mobile he is, but I like that... He uses his escapability, his elusivity, however you want to phrase it. He uses it as, his, as an advantage, but it's just a skill to increase his passing abilities. He's always looking to throw downfield. Some quarterbacks, particularly gifted scramblers, the minute a play breaks down, they're taken off. Him, you see him you know, buy time in the pocket, step back, come forward, roll out. But the entire time, he's still trying to make something happen downfield. And he's really only going to take off if he has to. That's big. That's really big, especially at that age, because it's just easy to lean on that as a crutch. Lean on the rushing, especially if you're a better athlete than everybody else out on the field, and Curry most certainly is. Any given play, he could take off and probably get 10 yards, maybe even more. I mean, if it, if there's a rushing lane, who knows, maybe it's a big play. But like, if you're constantly just taking those 10-yard rushes, what you're what you're not doing is allowing the play to develop downfield. And it's a small sample size, but I just like that from what I've seen from Curry on huddle, it does not appear that rushing is his first instinct when he's, you know, running around when he's rolling out, it's to throw. And even better, when he is throwing on the move, he's got pretty nice touch. So, I'm really excited about his potential. I'm really enamored with his game. I feel like this is a big-time, big-time commitment for CSU football. Admittedly, he does feel like a guy who could really blow up as a senior, and and much like Damian Henderson, I do think CSU fans are going to have to kind of keep an eye on Curry throughout this process, to make sure he doesn't flip to a bigger program. But that's just a situation where you have to hope that your relationships pay off in the end, that the fact that CSU has been loyal, the fact that they have been really consistent with their pursuit of him even after the knee injury you have to hope that in the end that outweighs the the flash and the allure of whatever big program may kind of try and come in at the last minute obviously a verbal is exciting but nothing is official until they put that name on the dotted line even now I guess in the transfer world that doesn't mean a ton You, they might come in and leave before they ever play before they ever play it down but I think this is a guy that's going to be really, really exciting at the D1 level. And if the last two classes are any indication of this staff's ability to uh, retain their commitments, to not lose guys to flips late, or to not have their verbals flip late on them, I think CSU is going to be in a good spot, especially if they can continue to land commitments from athletes as impressive as Darius Curry and Corey Hall. And uh, that's who we're going to get into next, wide receiver Corey Hall. But just real quick, Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having some ice-cold Breck Brew in hand. Breck Brew's been doing it for 32 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. It's made with 100% renewable energy. Gotta love that. Also, just gotta love the endless variety that they offer. They've got something for everyone. You want something simple? Go with a classic like Avalanche Amber Ale. Their Summer Shandy is to die for. And uh, if you're at the farmhouse, which I highly recommend, great way to spend an evening, you've got to check out. They have these new beer slushies. Oh, my gosh. They are fire. It's kind of like those slushies you get on the Vegas Strip from Fat Tuesdays or whatever it's called. But instead of having just a ton of sugar and cheap liquor, it's with much more high-quality ingredients, and it doesn't make you feel like garbage. Anyways, check out the Breck Farmhouse in Littleton. Also, check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let's talk about Corey Hall, 6'2", 195-pound athlete out of Grover Cleveland High School in Reseda, California, originally from Las Vegas, I believe, based on uh, Chad Savage's tweet. He's listed as a three-star prospect on 247 Sports, according to the same site Hull holds offers from Utah State, Washington, and Wazoo. His Twitter page also shows an offer from Fresno State, as well as recruiting interest from Cal, Oregon State, and San Jose State. I would say that all of those programs are fairly comparable in terms of the type of talent that they're going after, but for CSU to win, much like with Curry, Definitely a positive sign to beat out some of these teams like Washington State, Fresno State, who have had a lot more success than the green of gold of late. Uh, The Rams originally offered Hall in October 2022. They've been persistent with their recruitment of him ever since. He visited this weekend. It seems that was enough for him to lock it down. Again, nothing ever official until they actually sign. But it does seem like his interest in CSU is significant. He's posted... Uh, quite a bit about the things the staff have sent him over the last couple of months. Uh, Hall coming off of an impressive junior campaign in which he played both ways. Watching him on huddle, I think he would translate at safety or wide receiver. He had 117 total tackles, 9.8 per game last year, also had a pair of picks and a fumble recovery. I do see why they want him to be a wide receiver though because he's a home run hitter. Anytime that the ball is in his hands, he is a threat to house it. He had 32 catches last year for 1,041 yards, 15 touchdowns. He averaged 32 and half yards per reception and just over 11 yards per rush. I mean, those numbers are just silly. Those are just absurd stats. And when you watch him on Huddle, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's a situation where they basically are just trying to get him the ball in space and let him do the rest from there. Their offense really doesn't appear to be all that complicated, but... Honestly, you don't have to get that complicated when you have an athlete like Corey Hall. It's like that scene in the Friday Night Lights movie where uh, Mike Winchell is getting crap from Booby Miles and Booby, essentially, I'm paraphrasing here, I haven't watched in a while, but basically says, doesn't matter what you're going to be doing because you're just going to be turning around and handing me the ball. What's the play? Doesn't matter. Just get Booby the ball. Hall appears to be a similar deal. Stretch run, that's fine. Little out route, that's fine. We just want to get him the ball and allow him to make a play in space. And if he gets past you, good luck. You're not going to catch him from behind. You're really going to struggle to get him even if you have a a good angle because he plays so much bigger than his size. And that's where I love that he also has the safety background. He's he's never going to shy away from contact. You can see he's a player that embraces physicality. And I don't really know if that's something you can teach at this stage of their career. You know, early on you can kind of teach that mindset, but At this point, you know, you may have all the talent in the world as a receiver. Soft hands can run crisp routes, jump through the gym, all that stuff. But if you're a guy that shies away from contact or deep down inside, you know, you're a player that just isn't really about it. At some point, you're going to get exposed because talent, it matters. But this is a mentality game. And obviously, it's a small sample size. Don't want to get too carried away. I always want to. Uh, add in that when it comes to huddle, you have to huddle responsibly because nobody is going to put a cut up of their worst plays. They're going to put their best moments. But from what I've seen, I like the mentality that Corey Hall plays with. He may be listed at six 6'2", 195 pounds, but he plays like he's about 6'5", 215, and also possessing just burner speed. I just have a feeling that this Corey Hall is is going to be something special. It's honestly just my gut. And it's not always right. I've, I've felt that about plenty of guys that ended up being busts over the years, but I felt the same way about Jack Howell, Justice Ross Simmons. There was just something about those guys on tape that was different. And it, it wasn't just the raw athleticism because obviously those guys are all freak athletes, incredibly skilled football players. It was that you could see they genuinely loved playing football. When they hit, they were trying to run through somebody. Every ball was theirs. And that may sound simple, just loving the game, but I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world. If you took the raw talent of a player like Preston Williams and gave it to somebody with the love of the game, the work ethic of somebody like Ola B.C. Johnson, or he's... BC's a good athlete, so maybe he's not the best example. Like Jake Schlager. You took just raw talent, five-star athleticism, all the talent in the world of somebody like Preston Williams, and you gave it to a guy like Jake Schlager. He would have gone on and had a career in the NFL like Eric Weddle, decade plus, just because he loves the game. But I never really thought that Preston Williams loved football. He was really good at football. But to me, his actions, his lack of discipline, that's a sign that he didn't really love the game. He just played because he was always good at it, and that's all he'd known. I don't know. I've gotten so far off topic here, I'm going to try and bring this back around. But just what I'm trying to say is, I love players that when I watch them on film, I can tell that there is nowhere they would rather be than on that gridiron banging heads with somebody and it's a small sample size. Don't want to get too carried away before I've had a chance to watch him in practice, before I've had a chance to meet him. But when I watch Corey Hall, I get the indication that this dude just loves to play football. And when you have that mindset, you have that mentality, on top of all of those plus traits and above-average athleticism, the sky's the limit. I think this young man's future is just insanely bright. And I think he is a huge win for the Rams on the recruiting trail. All right. That's, that's all I've got for this one. Um, just, I guess to wrap it up 2024 class now up to three verbals. They have a quarterback, a wide receiver and defensive tackle, two prospects from California, one from Colorado, Staff doing a nice job of developing those relationships on the local front as well as out on the West Coast where CSU continues to have more and more success. West Coast, Best Coast, baby. I cannot wait to see how this all plays out over the next couple of years. It just feels like top to bottom, the overall level of athleticism has been raised with this roster. I feel like this team is just, they're more poised to compete on a big stage. So, yeah, I'll leave you with that. That's all I've got for today. Uh, congratulations to both of those individuals on their commitment. Uh, really excited to see what happens here with both Corey Hall and Darius Curry. Excited to see what happens with the rest of this 2024 class as well. I will continue to write articles, uh, do pods, tweet, everything as we get more information on this class. Should really pick up steam here in the next couple of weeks as as these players take their official visits. and you know, most of them are trying to lock down before their senior year, especially if they're not kind of chasing a P5 offer. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep our eyes on all of it. Shout out to all of you one last time. Thank you for the kind birthday wishes. means the world. Much love y'all. Peace. What would you say if I told you I'd be the greatest? Never was, eh. but what you say if I told you that I could take a bunch of kids from the bottom and bring them the number one? Eh. But what you say if I told you and nobody, then the rockin' for a sold-out crowd? Damn, that shit is crazy, probably never make it, Were you listening to that right now? I said we on now!